heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Well, as we are seeing these uh, sentences being handed down um, uh, from a lot of these courts now with the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers, uh, and it, it, one thing to remember about a lot of these cats is they, many of them, most of them are military heroes. They've served our nation uh, proudly uh, in, in defending our great nation. So you have to remember that. I, I think that's a good uh, a common denominator of a lot of these uh, cats here. Uh, and a lot of them surely got caught up in the day, and I don't want to revisit specifically January 6th today. I think enough's been said about that and, and done about it, frankly. Um, I do think it was a moment in time where people are fed up in our nation and they are they want to redress up their grievances, which was the whole concept of this thing, you know, that the people were in charge and they felt that uh, they weren't being heard. And so that's we've seen the actions taken that day. And of course, emotions got the best of a lot of people. Let's face it. It happens. Uh, it, it, it happens a lot. It happened here. Uh, now, a lot of people were outraged. I wasn't as outraged as people are. Understand that. I, I know some of you might be aghast at that, but knowing that it is the people's house and that the people have been uh, pushed aside far too long and not being listened to from these operatives, uh, I think people uh, felt it was a moment uh, to uh, let themselves go. And a lot of things happened, friends, in including uh, the stand down of the Capitol Police, including the fact that the former president had asked for more security and more police had offered that to the Speaker of the House, including the fact that Pelosi had refused all that, including that we've seen enough videos and pieces that showed doors were open. So listen, there's enough blame to go around on all sides of this thing, uh, frankly. But I, I think if we use this as lessons learned and we were able to move forward with it as a people, as a nation, it would be far better than what they've done to many of these military heroes. Many of them they've kept in prison with, without due justice for what? Year and a half plus uh, for many of them. And and you see the sentences now, you know, these people, and let's think about this a moment now. They didn't kill anybody. They didn't hurt anybody. They didn't do anything specifically to another. There wasn't no you know, uh, where it was uh, even assault. I mean, people get off a lot less than 22 years in prison for Enrique, uh, Enrique uh, Terrio. Uh, and uh, you see all of these sentences here. And uh, Stuart Rhodes, of course, got 18 years. Uh, Joseph Biggs, they're all being sentenced, 17, 18 years. Uh, 22 years so far is Enrique Terrio. Uh, the sentences are pretty outrageous. Uh, they're all out there. So what does all this mean? What this all means is that uh, they are we're being taught a lesson. This this is what's happening here is uh, Americans are being put back in their place and being taught a lesson that you really can't have a redress of your grievances and that 
you you don't have uh, and maybe 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 I'm being too harsh on one side of this I don't really know uh, because a lot of people do think it was outrageous I don't see it as that bad that day as people say now the visuals I know are pretty striking I'm not saying they're not but frankly um so have been the operatives and the way Washington has been acting for a long time they've done a lot of outrageous things too they've been stealing us blind they've been doing all kinds of things to our nation what are any of those cats being sentenced I wonder you know what's happening with all those people why do they get a free pass and they they continue to violate uh, every freedom and liberty that uh that Americans uh, have, and uh, there, there's no uh, due justice there either, people. So the, these sentences are outrageous. Uh, people get a lot less for doing a lot more. Uh, it is simply a lesson that is being pushed on to the American people that you will not step out. You will not do this again. You, you will not cross the line and you will mind your manners and you will not be entitled to a redress of your grievances. That, to me, is the message of all of this. And it plays to a bigger narrative, and a narrative we've been talking about lately about this country and where we're really at here. Uh, welcome in, my fellow Americans and all of our friends around the world here, to the voice of a nation. It is indeed Malcolm out loud here. And uh, I don't know if you've been as shocked as I've been shocked about a lot of these cases and a lot of these sentences, but these are this is life changing. Imagine if you, you know, again, you 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 know, you got caught up into the moment. You made the mistake of whatever, and now you've just lost 20, 22 years, eighteen years of your life that you'll be sentenced. Uh, life will never be the same for you again. Um, you're sent away. Not exactly a way to treat people that have served the nation. Steve, what do you think about that point? I, I think a lot of people look at January 6th as, I, I mean, I understand what has been put out there in the visual of the videos and the cameras. I frankly think the people are, I think they're pent up. I think they want to redress the grievances. I, I think you're going to see more and more of this, but I think the establishment is pushing back. And these sentences are clearly sending a message that you cannot and will not do this again. Is there any other message you think that's being sent or, is, or am I on target with that? Well, Malcolm, I think that that is definitely uh, a large point. I, I think that, you know, this has been going on for some time. I mean, with the coup of or the takeover of medicine, the same thing happened. Those of us who spoke out early were taken down hard and fast. Uh, and the you learned that was, lesson the hard way, didn't you? Oh, very hard way. I paid a price. They destroyed me after uh, 23 years of uh, a spotless medical career. And then I just came out and said, hey, the, there's uh, a treatment for this COVID. Don't don't fear it. And by the way, the masks don't work. And by the way, <laughs> it appears that with all the evidence, the government is trying to take us down, shut us down. And that was the message. And, you know, that's the same grievance, actually, that these J6 uh, people who were going to redress their grievances, they were suffering under the COVID tyranny, and they just wanted their voice to be heard. I mean, if it was going to be an insurrection, I guarantee you, if people showed up with weapons, um, there would have been a much different outcome, likely. We don't know for sure what the uh, the total outcome would be, but this was nothing of an insurrection whatsoever, was it? No, I don't see it, man. I mean, I, I, I don't think anybody had a rubber band with them, let alone anything else. So, I mean, uh, how do you have that and go in there? I mean, they, I mean, 
It really is. I mean, wasn't wasn't the call for cry? I, I looked at this as a call for cry, Steve. And I, when I talk about a redress of our grievances, I mean, that's supposed to be what this whole thing is based on. It's built on, right, America? Well, it absolutely is. I mean, if you want to apply the same rules, even to a football game where you got two opposing teams, things get out of hand uh, at a football game. A few people, uh, you know, get violent over the top. There's always going to be those people. But uh, when then you look at the fact that the the law themselves uh, with the police officers there, uh, the FBI was there. We know that they were instigating this. Um, exactly. That really changes the picture in a huge way. And it gets back to, as you said, with Nancy Pelosi, the FBI, I mean, they wanted to make something of this. And that's exactly why they turned down Trump's request for higher security. Yeah, I mean, th that's exactly it. And I felt from the very beginning that this was a tainted uh, deck here and the way that Pelosi had played this and the way uh, President Trump had, had offered the extra security and all for that event of the protest. And we've all seen him on camera a number of times. And he was right out there. And I mean, he said it. Peaceful protests. I never heard him say, go down and ransack the Capitol. I never heard that as part of the equation. But they've got a lot of ancillary uh, evidence and things they're going to try to draw. They're going to paint another picture uh, to try to show the same. Well, frankly, Steve, it's the same thing they're doing here to these Proud Boys and Oath Keepers. And, and these are these are a lot of former military folks. They're going to the same narrative, actually, that played out is what Jack Smith, the special counsel, is going to try to use to paint a different picture for Trump. And, you know, it's kind of if you look at it, I haven't heard anybody say this, but. It, it kind of sets another precedent, actually, when you look at this, the way these cases are being handled from the beginning, the way they were handled, the way they're handled now with the sentences. It's, you know, it's the same kind of thing, Steve, that I think they're going to do with Trump. They're going to pull out every stop they can to teach the country a lesson and to teach other people that you cannot step out or you cannot call for peaceful protest. You cannot have a whatever the argument is going to be with all the ancillary uh, evidence they'll have. I, I think they're going to do the same thing with Trump. They're going to do everything. Jack Smith is primed and he's going to pull out every snake he can and try to capture the president. You know, they're prepared for this. They're armed and loaded. You know that. They they are. And, uh, you know, Jack Smith is getting uh, some frustration along the way. He's being defeated uh, by some decisions that the judges are making. For example, uh, they just decided that they were not going to allow uh, as evidence uh, some uh, recordings uh, from a phone that was taken uh, to, to try to further implicate uh, Trump for whatever reason. But this is definitely out of control. They They are. Uh, they are now taking captive these uh, political hostages, and that's all you can call them. And this is what happens in third world countries, but it's happening here. Um, what I'd like to know is how are we going to fight it? Because if I had my way, Malcolm, I I would have already rescued these J six right. uh, detainees. Right. I mean, right. And when I say when I say former military heroes and military heroes, that's something. I mean, that, that's a fact, right? You agree with that? It is a fact. It, okay. it certainly is a fact. These these men were outstanding American citizens. They fought for their country. They have done good things. They are law-abiding citizens. 
and now look at what they are suffering as you said you know 18 20 years in yeah. prison and more this is horrendous this well let me ask you what if they had locked you up what if they could have got away with that for oregon uh for the fact that you went against the system again and the in the uh, communist state of oregon uh and um and, and that medical board that went after you full throttle and uh, pulled you out and uh, tried to take your license. They uh, grabbed it and uh, have really uh, turned your life upside down. Uh, there was never any uh, uh, chance of that happening, I would guess, in your case. Or did they try to make any? I mean, I don't really know. I mean, I haven't heard a lot about that. But did they try to make any of that criminal at all? Was that any was that plausible in any of this or no? Well, it, it certainly could have led to that. In Oregon, it is truly a Marxist communist uh, region of the country. There's no doubt about that. And what they did to me, I mean, they spread out there before they even told me that my license was suspended by emergency order uh, because I was not masking. I was uh, putting everybody in danger. They had already put that message out to the world. And when I came in that day, I was already receiving hate mail, threats, uh, threats to burn down my clinic threats to end my career and whatever that meant. And they know that they're doing that. And that is all based on hearsay, nothing proven, no evidence of anything. So if they could do that just to a medical doctor who's doing his daily job to, uh, you know, to the best of his ability, um, imagine what they could have done if they wanted to. And I would not put it past them, Malcolm. Yeah. Um, and I still wouldn't put it past them. I'm, I mean, any American who is like us taking a stand saying, well, we're going to speak up here. We we're going to talk about our constitution and about our individual rights. We are at risk of being attacked or accosted by the FBI. You know, when are they going to come to our house uh, at gunpoint, take us down, arrest us, steal our cell phones and everything? I mean, it, it's, well, it's in the realm of reality. It could happen. The, the, obviously, there, there are people in the establishment that are uh, threatened. Uh, they're threatened by uh, people like these, like these Oath Keepers and Proud Boys and, and or medical doctors who uh, were not willing to toe the line, who went against, um, as many heroes did that are on a Mardi Gras loud, actually, even today, that went against that uh, narrative that you were supposed to obey whatever Fauci was putting out there with all of it, the vaccines, the masks, the COVID lockdowns, all of the craziness that there were no cures, early treatment, all the things that we know were false and all the things that we're still fighting today is they're trying to bring more and more of this back that we've been talking about. So, you know, there's a pushback in the system and the establishment where I think uh, they're scared. And that's why these sentences are so heavy. They're not like a, uh, you know, some of these things. I mean, if they really did cross the line, Steve, it probably would be, you know, you'd get a uh, eight month sentence or something or six month if you broke in and entered somewhere. If you were even unfortunate, you'd get that. Most people would just get probation or you'd get so you get a slap on the wrist and just don't do it again. I mean, people are getting off or doing a hell of a lot more uh, criminal things and they're getting off in the system, especially with corrupt DAs and law and order and crime running everywhere. But the bigger point I'm making here is that this is all a case study to push back on a redress of grievances and to push back on Americans that you cannot go against the betters, the elites, the establishment, uh, the rules of the game. And it just plays to that narrative that you're not in charge. Americans are not in charge. And 
the media, of course, propagates all this. They show all of that stuff. They build it into something it's not. They never, I've never seen a broadcast start with like, well, let me tell you about these military heroes and how they served. I've never seen a focus about that, talking about the positive about these, these, these heroes, these great Americans. I never see that, but that's a fact. And they're playing on the other side of this and they're, they're pushing that fear out there uh, to, uh, to Americans all over. And, yeah, and it's so it's so one-sided, Malcolm. That's what really irritates everybody. And I think yeah. that's what's exposing the left for who they are. Because when as you say, you, you look at uh the atrocities committed by one side or the other, and and you know that the punishment only comes to the conservatives, only to those who actually love their country, love their God, want yeah. want to just raise their families, raise their kids with some values, some morals and, and standards. They are the ones that are being hit. And um, that's the narrative. And I've been talking about it too, Steve, all the way, but I mean, way before this, that's a fact, what you say there. I mean, and it's a sick fact, but it's a fact, buddy. It is. I mean, these people uh, are being imprisoned for their opinions, for free speech. And if you just think about that, uh, the bottom line is that it tells us that the constitution is gone. They don't recognize it. They won't recognize it. And, um, and they want to convert the entire 50 United States to being uh, a communist globalist nation, yeah. which is not a nation, of course. They have to be borderless, well, right? I want to make another point. Yeah, so let's come back to I want to make another point. This is supposed to be called the People's House. And I, I always understood it to be that way. I mean, that was, I don't know. I mean, that was it tongue in cheek or was it supposed to really be the people's house? But a lot of these people are being brought up on charges now, like a break in an enter or they uh, trespassing, uh, that sort of thing. I really don't get that juxtaposition of how they push that onto the American people, Steve. Do you make any sense of that? It does. You know, Malcolm, I recently was in Washington, D.C. Uh, for um, a gathering of the freedom doctors, the front American frontline doctors. Actually, we had our white coat summit and there we were uh, gathered with uh, I think it was like five politicians, some senators uh, from various states uh, right there um, at the Supreme Court building. And there were police officers there, security police officers armed, who told us that we will not be allowed to step onto the steps, uh, even the first step leading up to the building. Uh, we couldn't do that. Uh, and it's like, what kind of authority is this? Um, how dare they tell us we cannot go when there was everybody else going out there. But because we had on our white coats, our medical doctor coats, yeah. all of a sudden we were banned from stepping onto the steps leading up to the. Why Court. isn't anybody talking about this or bringing this point out? I mean, I don't I, it, it's offensive to me, but I don't hear anybody talking about it. Well, I you know, I think. Uh, I think it, it it has become the norm. I mean, when I was up there, I was offended by that. But everybody else there seemed like, oh, okay, yeah, we expected that. So, you know, they don't even make an issue of it anymore. Yeah. And, and that disgusts me. It really does. Yeah. It shows you how the slippery slope uh, just kind of takes us. You know, the, the water in the kettle is heating up slowly, and we don't even notice it getting hot yeah. anymore. All right. So we've become a country of, uh, I mean, it, and it's been building in all my lifetime. We talk all the time, Steve, about this red America, blue America and the divided America. America in my lifetime has always been divided. I've never seen it where we wake up one day, as I stated here. 
Everybody says, oh, my God, everything's marvelous and we're united. We're not supposed to all be united. We're Diversity of thought, diversity of opinion, diversity of the nation uh, is a, a wonderful American trait. It's, it's a part of our heritage. It's part of our immigration strategy. It's part of who we are. It's how we think, Steve. So I, I, let me set that, that right there as a precipice for what we're talking about, okay? All right. And, and I see that as an, an important element in all of this, that uh, people lose sight of that. Uh, now, with that said, what's happened with the narrative or the conversation at the water cooler is the extremists have hijacked the conversation. And so within both of these political uh, groups here, and you have the extremists on both sides. And you've got this Marxist left who've taken over the party, the Democrat Party. Uh, I've seen some stories in past days here and, and a couple on even the Huffington Post to, to put that out there. They have to talk about the GOP coming to its end. The fact that they've crossed the line, the fact that they, you know, they want all these things and they're going against popular opinion and they don't really want a democracy. They want a republic. And all, and they're actually making a case. I'm seeing multiples, a myriad of stories of people, professors and others who really deem the fact that the GOP has lost their collective minds. And the same thing that people in the Republican conservative establishment are saying about the Marxist laugh. We've gone beyond this narrative of being uh, just a red and blue America and the fact that diversity is what it is we're now in an extremist, uh, toxic uh, environment now where there's a hostile takeover happening. And I don't see a hostile takeover on the right side, but the Huffington Post pieces I read and others indicated that there were because they were ruling out abortion, because there was a different Supreme Court, uh, because, they, because of J6. Uh, because they weren't going along with all these woke things and education and all of that, and that, well, these people don't love the America they want. And so it's kind of a division between all of that. And I think this is part of the fight that we're having out there that people are, I don't think people really understand the narrative is changing fast. And so this notion about wanting diversity, or which I think is one thing, Steve, but this extremist viewpoint over here that is now engulfing the country whole, I think has become a real problem. And now I see that something's got to give with a red American, a blue American, a Republican, a Democrat philosophies, which happened back in the 1860s. It happened with the Whig Party. And the, the Wide Awakes was a movement to, of young people back there. It was called the Wide Awakes. And the the... the the Whig Party came to its end, and the Republican Party, Abraham Lincoln, was the first Republican president. Uh, but there was the country was there was a lot of hostilities of the country. We were at each other's throat. How different was that? I mean, when we look today and we think, "Oh my God!" Like this is like the worst. Like like we're imploding. Like a lot of us because we're living in this, we think this is the end. Like. We, this is how we believe, we think. Do you think they thought the same thing, Steve, back in the 1860s? Would, do you, and remember, at that point, there were guns being used and people were blowing each other up and there was real death happening back then. Was that, I mean, that had to be a worse point back in the 1860s, wasn't it, than now? 
Well, I think it was absolutely the point in history where that resembles where we are at today more than ever. The same issues uh, of slavery uh, mm-hmm. are present, except that it was the slavery of the blacks in the 1860s. Now it is the slavery of all American people, but the slave owners is the government. And that's so it's the elites and the rest of us, right? It's a socialist uh, and communist so. track. Yeah. I well, think why so. aren't we and using that- guns at this point, though, that they do? Oh, wait, wait a minute. Back in the again that day. It was nothing for people to take out their guns, and you're seeing that escalate into a blown-out civil war. Why hasn't that happened here now today? Well, you know, I I really have thought, given that some thought, and uh, it, it's a hard uh, question to answer, but I, it makes me ask another question. Where is the real schism, the dividing line between the two opposing forces, if you will? Um, I don't I, I question whether it is really so much among the people, because we all tend to want the same things, don't we? I mean, we want peace. We want a chance to, to maybe thrive uh, with our hard work, to put a few pennies aside to save our kids college, maybe or whatever, you know, but every most people just want to live their lives, lives peaceably. And And so I think the dividing line is not so much among the people themselves, but between the government and the people. And that's kind of different from what it was in the Civil War. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, then what we'd be talking about now then, and we talk about it a lot, actually, Steve, is where and we reference it as a reference point. We're at a revolutionary moment that makes it a different conversation. Correct. Right. Well, we most certainly are, but we don't have the borders. The north and south border just doesn't exist. I mean, we are salt and peppered across the country with liberals and conservatives, or so we are told anyway. What we really have is elements uh, of a tyrannical evil. But that's uh, a revolutionary war. It's the people against the government. It is. It really is. I would say that over a civil war, hands down. Oh, I believe that totally. I I totally believe that. But here's the thing. The people, you know, I, I don't know what the percentage is when we because when we talk about we, the people, the people, but then these other people, the corrupt DAs, all the criminal aspects, the law and order, the corrupt politicians, the betters, the oligarchs, the people running some of the empires, the businesses, the social media. These are part of we, the people, too. So then you have to ask yourself, so what part of we, the people is corrupt? Is it 10 percent? Is it 20 percent? Is it more? Is it less? And I think about this a lot. What part of we, the people, because you got to remember, Steve, all these people are real people. (laughs) They also go home at night. They have families. They have kids. Now, when you said a moment ago, well, they sort of all, you know, they, I think most people want that. Most people want kids that be safe, secure. They don't want to be mutilated. They want to have this. They want to have a good economy. They want to be able to buy a gallon of milk. They want to be able to go to the store. They want to be able to whatever the basic necessity, go to go to school, do whatever, well, but then this in order to identify what's really happening and who these people are over here, and I know we have the outside influence as well on the globalists over here, but that's over off the side of the game, the chessboard, let's call it Steve, okay? If we've got a chessboard right now, let's put them over there. They're the wild card. But right now, like a lot of our uh, historians have said, the, the, the danger is going to come from within our country, not from outside, which is what we're experiencing right now. In fact, that's why America has become at this moment, uh, we've become um, self. In, we're going to self implode from inside, not like because of Russia, China, Ukraine or Venezuela or Cuba or anything else. Well, maybe it could maybe 
uh, it could happen. But I also think that, you know, you're asking, is it 10%, 20%? Yeah. Well, I think what we're seeing what? is a group of the population, I agree with you, that they are sold out. Mm -hmm. And so they are apparently siding with what I call the enemy, which is the enemy of our constitution. I mean, that is what uh, what div that was the dividing line always when we talked about we as Americans. I mean, we, we've always been unified. We have been the great melting pot. We didn't talk about diversity. We talked about the unity of being American, a free people. It had nothing to do with race or color or anything like that, at least um, idealistically. You know, we had a moral uh, desire to preserve the liberty and justice of every living individual in America. And that was the burden that Abe Lincoln dealt with in the Civil War. And so we, in a sense, have the same thing now. I think that we have uh, a question of loyalty to God and country, to the Constitution, versus a loyalty to a totally um, rogue government sector. So that's where I picture the dividing line. And yeah, it does include some of the population, um, but the primary problem are those entities that yeah. are shoving it down our throats. Well, let me, let me ask listeners that right now, in fact, and uh, ask you out there. I'd like to hear your opinion on some of this and see what you think in these unprecedented times. We believe they're unprecedented. Now, I use the unprecedented word. Uh, it doesn't mean I, I have rights to it, but I'm just saying that it feels that way, like we're losing our collective grip uh, at times. And years ago, uh, I, I felt we could unite and thought that unity was possible or somehow maybe I was a little more naive than I don't know. But I, I really thought so. And I thought, well, we've got to save. We've got to do. We've got to, you know, get to that point and we can unite. But the more I see how corrupt the, the evil left is, they are godless. They are Satanist. I mean, I can't see united with Satanists. I don't see what we would possibly have in common, frankly. I don't see what we have in common with the Marxist left. I just don't have any commonality. What percentage of that is the population is what I ask you. Is it 10? Is it 20? I don't know what it is. But there's a part of our population within all of it, within the criminal component, within the justice system, within the judges, the Department of Justice, CIA, the FBI, all of these bureaucratic institutions across the board, the DAs, the influx. I mean, there's a lot of it. There's a lot of it. And, you know, what part of that? And they really want, they are trying to seize America to be a different kind of America. That's what we have to understand. We've got to understand what we're really dealing with here, okay? It's not business as usual in the country. Now, it is a volatile moment. I bring it back to Abraham Lincoln's days in the 1860s. And um, I mean, it ended up being a shooting war there and, and people died, to be sure. And now today, maybe, you know, well, I don't know. It has, maybe that hasn't happened because we, what? Because we are a more civilized society? Is that possible? But then how can you say that when you see all of the things and the homelessness and the drugs and the death and the crime and all of this stuff happening, that doesn't seem very civilized either. So I don't know what's refrained us from capturing the moment, like where we, the people really demand a redress of grievances. You know what I'm saying? You know, and there's something there. Now, can we roll back the clock? I asked myself this as well. Like, so in other words, I would hope that a president 
that a good conservative president, I, I believe, and I hope, and I pray, and I, I believe they will, I believe they should pardon every one of those sentences of the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers. I, I will put that right out there right now, 100%. 100%. I would hope a good American patriotic conservative president would pardon every one of those sentences. You better believe it. Pardon them and get them out of here. They've already paid a damn big price in their personal lives and their families and the rest of it. That's just the way it is. And I and I think we've got to come back to that American spirit of understanding what a redress of grievances really mean. But the problem is we have an infiltration of evildoers. We have an infiltration of communists. We have an in infiltration of, of Satanists who are attempting to pull America down to its knees. And that's the part we really can't unite in. And we've seen this coming a long time. You know, it started in a simpler day, actually, when they started, you know, uh, which really pissed me off, but they started kneeling at the football games. I've got to tell you, this really killed me. This rubbed me so bad the wrong way. I, I felt so um, brutalized and abused that they would do this to our country in such disrespect. And they were just, and that's kind of where a lot of that started to me. And it was like pushed. And then Nike started embracing all that, these big corporate brands. And that's when woke started to become like a thing. You know what I mean? I didn't even know what it was at first. Like woke, what is, you know, something we did in the mornings when we got up. <laughs> and, but then it became a real thing. And I started thinking more about this, but that disrespect and the di disrespect, of course, in the education system with the kids and, and uh, this woke part of it, and then pushing, well, what I always say to you, pushing the gay parades down Main Street, USA, like it was going to be a normal activity. I don't tend to judge other people, myself personally. I have no reference or preference. I don't care if somebody's gay or they want to have sex with a man, a woman, or whatever, or a mouse. I mean, people have to judge. They'll be judged by God Almighty or judged in whatever capacity they're going to. I don't play judge and jury here, okay? All right? I just don't. It's the same thing on abortion. It is not my, I don't agree with any of it, but I don't, I'm not here to play God or judge a jury on this stuff. I think problem is the government gets too involved in life and evil is a component of life. It's always going to be a component of life. And I think that's where the Republican Party has done a lot of harm to themselves and why they have not, why they are not approachable, why they are not a big tent, why they are looked like as the old man, white man party or the white supremacist party when it really is the left that is the KKK and don't give a rat's ass about black America or, or brown America or Asian America or any other America. I mean, come on, let's call it as it is, right? And so that's the problem I have there. And I, I just think that, uh, you know, there, there's more to this, but I, I think we got to drill down and really understand who the enemy is. And I think the fact that I'm seeing a lot of reports now where Republicans want a federal mandate on abortion, for instance, after what, 12 weeks or something or whatever weeks it is um, that they want to ban it, have a So they want to take the Roe v. Wade. The people are already incensed. In fact, I've seen, by the way, polls in the last many days. I, I want to share this with you right now that say that the singular uh, policy that is infuriating Democrats. This is what I'm hearing now is actually abortion, beats the economy, and beats climate change. Well, of course, they couldn't run on economy because their economy, Bidenomics, sucks. Uh, and climate change is ridiculous on its face. 
And but this abortion thing, in other words, you've got to get people riled up to get out to the polls to vote is the suggestion here. And that abortion possibly is the the deal. In other words, the the card, the wild card, and that they're starting to play that. And Democrat groups are playing that or what have you. But I have to tell you, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. And I think for Republicans to go around and think there needs to be a federal mandate to mandate abortion on any level, I don't think that's government's role. And and I, I just believe government needs to stay out of it. And all too often, I used to say this years ago, the Republican Party would say, well, we like want you to live your own life and we don't want to have big government. But then they still want to become part of the Uniparty and they still want to have all these things to tell you what to do in your life. I think somebody will be judged in their life how they're judged from God Almighty. It is not the Republican Party who should play judge and jury on the American people either. And I think they've done themselves a lot of self-harm there. And I think what's happened is it's built a bigger government, a bigger apparatus. Government can't be all things to all people. Government's design and the way it was designed in 1776 was for national security. It was for the states to connect and, and, and for national security. For national defense. That's the mode of what this was. I mean, they didn't want any more high taxes from the king. I mean, they didn't want all that over uh, politic politicization uh, from government. They wanted their freedom. Liberty and freedom means you do what you do. Less rules in the game. We've lost all that, friends. We've fallen far from all of that, you know. And it's a lot of what we're trying to bring back here on America Out Loud. That's the key to what we're doing here on the platform, friends, at AmericaOutloud.news. Well, that was a smart move. We we changed the name of the platform. Oh, uh, I guess it's been a couple of months now. I believe it has been. And it, it, was, uh, it was a big change. It took a lot to, to do that, to make the actual site uh, AmericaOutloud.news. Now, the .com still gets you there. Naturally, you have to have that. You have to have the .com to be able to do this other, or you're taking a, a massive risk because we were all branded and kind of brainwashed on the .com. You know, that was the natural that we type in. It could be a .org or a .net or a .anything. Today, they've got a barrel load of them. Now, there are hundreds of them. It wasn't that way back then. It was just really the three, the org, the net, and the com initially, you know. But that's changed a lot. So it is AmericaOutloud.news now, and that's the place. Now, I need your help, man. We need your help here to get out there and share the stories and share the message, share the out loud truth. Uh, and, you know, yeah, put your opinion on things, but share it out there. We have uh, amazing patriots here on this uh, blessed platform, really, this God-given platform. It's been a magnet for... Um, for beautiful people, people that with a passion and desire for change, uh, they are show hosts, they are podcast hosts, talk radio hosts, they're columnists, writers, uh, the videos, uh, they're amazing people, engineers, scientists, medical doctors, military generals, intelligence, all kinds of fascinating people are part of AmericaOutloud.news. So uh, be sure to get out there and help us share the truth and share liberty and justice. Uh, for all friends. We can't do this ourselves in a vacuum. We need your help to do it. 
While you're there, check out AmericaOutloud.shop, the greatest and best products you can possibly ask for to jump your health up in your life. Whether you just want a better health, whether you're fighting long COVID, which a lot of people are, millions and millions and millions of people are, vaccine injuries, there are all kinds of amazing products on there. One of the best things I take is healthy cell. My wife and I do every day immune super boost. We'll take it in the morning and the afternoons. It's a micro gel to get maximum absorption into your body immediately. Uh, and the ingredients in the remaison uh, of the um, uh, of the immune super boost. Uh, you get 25% off that product, by the way. Uh, just uh, use the code out loud. Any of the pro- when you go to markoutloud.shop, you'll see there are various discounts on those products we've negotiated. And you get uh, a twenty. Uh, uh, you get discounts. It varies on the products, but you just use the code out loud. Is what I'm saying. By the way, that immune super boost. I just want to make sure I had it right. Has vitamin C, vitamin D3, zinc, echinacea extract, elderberry extract. It's a micro gel. So it's a, it's a, you get maximum absorption into your body for sure. Also, people love the focus and recall. That is fantastic. Uh, especially people that are struggling with focus and recall. Brain power is what we're talking about there. REM sleep. They have an amazing product lines, uh, all micro gels to look at at Healthy Cell. It's an amazing company. Check that out and a lot of the other great products at AmericaOutloud.shop. We'll join you in just in a moment. You're listening to the voice of a nation. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at Liberty at America Liberty at America The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at Liberty at America Liberty at America Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to AmericaOutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Changing the world one person at a time. Here, we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. 
join you back here on The Voice of a Nation. It is Malcolm Out Loud here. And um, how do you feel about the country today? And what what is your opinion on where we stand right now, my fellow Americans? Uh, do you see this as unprecedented times, as many of us do? Uh, and is this a moment that, uh, that we need a redress of our grievances and uh, that we are asking for respectfully for people to listen. I always reference to you the capital steps, you know, that we just need policymakers who can get out to the capital steps and have a conversation with the American people. That is really what I'm looking for, uh, not to do harm to people or to have a, a crisis moment in our nation, uh, but to find the better part of our nation and pull forth. But how do we do that with evil in, in the crosshairs and with the corruption that is throughout our nation? And in the case when you've got the Department of Justice and the CIA and the FBI and the NIH and all of these comp uh, entities, these bureaucrats and bureaucratic organizations and the NSA and look at all the stuff they're doing uh, when they abuse the Patriot Act after 9-11. Uh, we've, we've lost so many freedoms or liberties right now. It isn't funny. Uh, I can't imagine what our framers would think right now, uh, as comparison to what they fought for back in the early days of our union. Uh, and then back to Lincoln's days as the 16th president and what he had to endure and fight back. And I think about where we're at today and in this moment when we're at such odds with each other, how different that is. Um, Steve, I want to ask you, if we are that at odds, if we can agree that we are at odds with the Satanists, the evildoers, the, these people that are corrupt, the corrupt DAs, the corruptness within the bureaucrats, I mean, the corruption is everywhere, absolutely everywhere. What percentage, I ask? I don't know. I'm going to say to you, let's say it's, um, let's say it's 15%. Let's just split the middle of 10 and 20, Steve, and say 15% of the country is pretty far gone. Uh, and they are uh, they're not going to be pu pulled over to have a real conversation in the middle about any kind of diversity. They see something totally different in our nation. How do we exist with those people when these, a lot of these people, first of all, are in power positions? They're infiltrated our courts and our judges and our system and they, they're heads of the state and these uh, bureaucratic organizations. You see what I'm asking? How do we do that? Yeah, Malcolm, you know, in other words, uh well, you asked the question a little earlier, can we unite with these people? And the answer is absolutely no. Now, we cannot unite with an enemy Amen. who does everything they can to destroy us. But I do see us uh, possibly uniting as a people. And you mentioned, you know, if we could just have a, a moment on the Capitol steps. Uh, I think we have had that in a sense. Um, if January 6th. <laughs> well, no, no. If you look at the, the right. Tucker Carlson interview of Trump, right. it, it really what we saw there was kind of a laid back State of the Union address. Uh, like this is the this is where we're at, guys. And it's not looking pretty and we need to pull together. But I mean, when you look at the I mean, the, the population of the United States right now is around 335 million people. And how many hits did uh, he have? Uh, how many views? You know, yeah, but you're talking about a. Uh, but hold on now, with Tucker and Trump and what you're talking about with views. Now you flipped the deck right now, and you've gone pretty. You're over here on this side of the conversation now, but that's not what I'm talking about, Steve. Because you've got all this infiltration over here who don't give a rat's ass about Tucker or Trump, and you got the hostilities and the evil all throughout. How are we united with all that? Is what I'm asking. That well, makes sense. I, I 
Yeah, it does. But I, I don't think we can unite. I don't think we ought to. Unite. So what do we do I with think- these people? So help. Let's keep talking here. What do we do with this part of the sector? I'm calling it 15 percent. I could be 20 percent. I don't really know. But what? how does I mean, these people just want to continue to unravel our nation? They want to have the uh, the uh, rule of law. They don't want that to exist. Either. That's why all of this corruptness is all over. How do we deal with that as a people? Well, the only way we're going to deal with that as a people is to enforce the Constitution, the rule of law. The que- and, th- and what's that going to take? I mean, it's easy to say those words, right? But uh, how do we actually do it? Well, um, I don't have all the answers to that, but I do know this, that if we have any feelings of devotion to our nation, well, because it has some moral uh, value to us, then I would say it's worth fighting for. Whatever. Okay, let me ask you this now. On what you just say, I have a thought. I have an idea. So I was talking back yesterday about the, 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 a lot of the talk is revving up now, Steve, about impeachments, but uh, with Biden specifically, uh, but more about government shutdowns. And I have problems. I have points on both of these stories here, and they're both huge stories, and they're going to get bigger uh, they're going to become bigger stories in the days, weeks, and months ahead. I'm telling you both of these. First of all, I would, I'm going to just put this out there and say to you, I would welcome a government shutdown at this moment of time and would celebrate that, uh, to be sure. I'd like to see an extended government shutdown at the very moment, if nothing else, to bring our, uh, to bring our debt back in line or to stop the, cr- the crazy spending. And to stop a lot, because that would shut a lot of the programs right off. They, they wouldn't have it anymore. That would create a, probably people would get really pissed off with that. That would probably oh, I push think it'd them. be a blessing. I think it would be an absolute blessing. And how, how could it be worse? Shut down the government. I mean, that's almost better than having a small government, right? No government for a period of time. Let's see what happens. Oh, my God. I, I love it. It couldn't get any worse, could it? I love it. No, I can't. how could it? That's exactly it. I mean, yeah. if we don't take matters in our hands to do it now, someone else is going to do it for us uh steve oh that's and, and that was we can't we can't go on and survive at this point we're we're coming we're, we're we're getting to the brink you know what i mean well i think the general consensus is that everything is coming to a head i i've heard that comment from many right. people just in recent days in my life right. they're saying you know i don't know what it is but i feel something is going to happen and i have to agree uh what's the critical point i don't know where is it going to lead us? I don't know, but something is happening. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels that way to a lot of people. They 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 have that sense that um, not not all is well in uh, in paradise here, and something is transpiring. Um, you know, one of the uh, things I always try to talk about uh, it, it, that is I think is important, Steve, as well. When I talk about how did we get there, and you said well you don't know, and I have some ideas. When I talk about the capital steps. I, I don't look at Tucker and Trump as an answer to what I'm talking about, to be fair with you and uh, to listeners to understand. I, I think that is um, that just uh, that's not exactly where I'm at right now. I'm talking about getting some of the policymakers. I'm talking about getting some of the Jim Jordans up there, some of the Freedom Caucus, some of the others uh, that are well rooted in our constitutional rights and privileges Uh, I'm talking about conservative constitutionalist conservatives. I'm talking about people who under those are the people I'm talking about, Steve, getting to the capital steps. Those are the people. I'm. So what I'm thinking is right now they could they could push and force a government shutdown. McCarthy, who doesn't really want it because McCarthy is an establishment player. I mean, he he plays with all of those people, just like McConnell is as well. 
I mean, I, I don't think McCarthy's an evil person. He's just, he's just, he's a go along, get along kind of guy, Steve. You know what I mean? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's like, he's without a spine. Uh, yeah, but if right. let's say Malcolm, but let's say you get uh, the Jim Jordans, uh, right. whoever the few might be to the right. Capitol, who, how are we going to get America to listen to that? Well, here's the thing. You, you you get a large group of those out there as a movement with some of the Republican governors is what I'd really like to see. I'll get, get a good group of those together. Uh, statesmen. We need statesmen right now, Steve. I'm telling you, we need statesmen. And so we need some of those statesmen and, and to come out uh, and with those people at the Capitol. <clears throat> These are uh, some of the uh, fearless leaders we believe that are in our uh, site right now in America. There are some good people out there. Uh, Senator Ron Johnson, it's a classic case of, of that as a conservative. Uh, some people would fight that back. but I, it, And I don't think anything, by the way, Steve, is absolute, as I said yesterday, okay? Nothing's absolute. Nothing's 100%. But I think by far you want people of that caliber who are going to fight for the rule of law and, and fight for our freedom and liberty. Get them out there. And I think force the government shutdown. Don't sign on. And they're going to have a heart attack on the left. They're going to lose their collective minds, just like when Trump won and their mouths opened up and fell on the floor when Hillary Clinton. It's going to be the same thing, Steve. It's going to be the well, same that thing. That would be wonderful. I'd oh, love it's going to be fabulous. Fabulous. I'd I love mean. to see it. Oh, my God. I pay, I pay for it. Pay for it. Pay extra <laughs> for that. But yeah, no, that's what I'd like to see. That's a moment. I'm just drawing to you a conclusive thought. See, I'm not talking about violence, essentially. Um, I, I don't know what where it all goes. Uh, if somebody fires a shot, the first shot, then all bets are off, Steve. You know what I'm talking about? You know, right. I mean, I can't say that doesn't or does happen. I mean, freedom and liberty always come with a cost, Steve. I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't. And it is what it is. But I'm saying now, if we have that moment on the Capitol steps with statesmen, I'm talking about statesmen and women. I'm talking about people of character, people of that that have that spine. And they're at the governorship level and they're in some of the offices and they exist in our country. They're out they there, man. You know, that's right. And let's get them on the Capitol steps and then for and get the government to shut down. And then this whole notion. And the other thing that really rips me off is this impeachment thing. These people thought nothing of impeaching Trump a couple of times in and out of office and would have been impeached him a hundred more times if they could have uh, just for the game of it. And the spite of it, these, these rotten people. And, you know, they play the game corrupt and crooked. They never went through the protocol. Pelosi is a very evil individual. I believe she is a disciple of Satan. I believe she's at his long table. I think Satan also has a, a long table of uh, disciples, if you will, uh, Steve, uh, just like, you know, we have oh, no doubt he has. Yeah. And I think Pelosi is one of those. Yeah. Yeah. She's one of those cats I'd see there, just like Barack Obama. I mean, that's why they're like sister and brother for evil. Uh, they have so much in common, along with George Soros and the rest of these evil bastards. And uh, so I, I see that table there and, and I see uh, her there and, uh, you know, and they're, they're pushing this other agenda. But we have to push back on them. And she did everything wrong to get the impeachment she wanted. But now the right all of a sudden is talking about with Biden and what they're saying is this. Well, we can't do it that way. We have to be proper and do this protocol. And we have to, uh, you know, go through this process. We can't do what the left did. You know, and I, I'm getting tired of this. I think you fight fire with fire. Somebody brings an AK-47 to a, to a to a gunfight. I think you damn well better have one back to fight back. What do you say about that? Yeah. 
Well, I think you're not alone, Malcolm. I think all the American people are feeling this. We are just getting ever more fed up, yeah. not going to take it. And I still think that, you know, let, let's see what happens when they tell us to mask up again. I, I think you'll see the dividing lines uh, of who we are with just that, because that masking is so symbolic of submission to the communist. Well, Steve, uh, if that's what it takes, I hope they do it then. Oh, I do. I'm for it. I, I We yeah. need to. <laughs> We need to precipitate a crisis, Malcolm, so that we can expose the evil in all of its uh, infamy, if you will. I'll tell you what, take a deep breath, everybody. But now you hear what uh, Steve and I are talking about here, man. You know, I mean, you hear me on the programs and, you know, I'm so against this thing when it comes to a mask or a vaccine or any mandate, Steve, against the people. I, I just don't see that's government's role. Government it needs to. Not. Yeah, they, this 900 pound gorilla needs to shut up and sit down. Uh, they're, they're they're blowing this whole American experiment up by the hour. It, it's lost its. I mean, our framers have all got to be. I mean, chilling in their graves. They're gonna be rolling. I mean, come on, Steve. I mean, come on. We're nowhere to be found to where we started this experiment. Who's kidding who at this point, huh? Right. the The question is, can we preserve the union? Can we? And that comes down to, can we preserve well, the constitution? I'm not sure. That's my main objective. I have to be full. I think you know that about right now about me. I love yes, our America, the America they started back in 1776. But what that looks like ahead, I don't really know, Steve. And I'll tell you what, I'm not going to kiss the left's ass anymore. Oh, I agree completely. We, no, we cannot do that. And I don't that I'm not means saying preserving pres the union for that. You can keep no, it. I'll no, start no, another not one. Not at all. Not at all, Malcolm. I, I don't feel that at all. I think what we need to do is do what it takes to make the Constitution our standard for the law of the well, land. Well, I like that. Again. And what you're saying is to, you know what? You know what, Steve? Let's do this. How about we, <laughs> you know, maybe we mandate the Constitution. Maybe we make that a mandate. <laughs> now, there's a mandate I'd love to see. And see? yes, I would. I never heard that, that, but let's mandate the con Constitution. I mean, let's, let's make, I'm, come on, come on. This is great. This is great. Let's mandate what the frame has started and use that as the path forward and the recipe. And whatever that means, Steve, for the Union, for the Republic, for this constitutional Republic. Uh, of which it stands, one nation under God, right? Well, you got me thinking about writing an article on this, Malcolm, because I like that. It's got a ring to it. Mandate the Constitution. Mandate the Constitution. Wouldn't that solve our problems? I mean, uh, it, I mean, come on. They want mandates. Let's give it to them, Steve. Oh, I like the idea. Let's go with it. Let's feed the left their own medicine, and let's bring to the game what we need to, and let's get our statesmen out on the Capitol steps, and let's draw some conclusions for a free America. Let's shut the government down for a limited period of time. You bet. For 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 a uh, 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 well for how long? Well, we'll determine that later, people. When we think we need them again, okay? As long as it takes. As long as it takes. <laughs> and in the meantime, let's impeach Biden in the same way they impeach Trump, the bastards, and see how that serves them, Steve. That's all I'm saying. Friends, thank you. Thank you for joining me on this mission. Be sure to share this. Get the message out there. Mandate the Constitution, and let's have that conversation on the Capitol steps with statesmen people that matter. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.